Hey guys, it's Brittany, and we are on episode 94. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, you guys, today we are going to talk about a sports ball kind of thing. Although if you're familiar with the title quote, you're probably already rolling your eyes at me because there's not a ball in this picture at all. I mean, for a girl not into sports, I sure end up using a lot of them in my analogies. I know. Anyway, there's a ton of business lessons in sports, but this one is particular to branding and even more specifically to niching. Yes, niche, niche, whatever you guys want to call it, that's what we are talking about today. I've said more than a fair few times here that once you're able to communicate what makes you different from the next coach up the road or Fios line, even if they went to the same school and have all the same certifications under their belt that you do, then you are golden. It doesn't matter how good you are until you can communicate what makes you the right choice for your best client. If you want to hear more about the best client, head over to episode 77, Ditch Your Ideal Avatar, and get more there. You can't figure out how to communicate with your best client until you know who your best client is. I'll say that again because it's really important here. You can't figure out how to communicate with your best client until you know who your best client is. And this is where we come into our sports story. Muhammad Ali is a household name, even if you're like me and you know nothing about boxing. Whether you're young or old and whether you're into boxing or not, you've heard the name. But since I was not familiar with his actual story and didn't know many pieces of it, I want to make sure that we're on the same page here and that you're also aware of this critical part of the story. Boxing experts, before he was a big name, didn't expect much of him. He didn't fit the physical mold of what they expected from a champion, and this right here is point one. Point two, he didn't follow conventional technique and had bad boxing form. But most importantly, and most importantly for this story, he relied more on his brain than his body. So let's go over those points from a know your niche kind of view. Your best client doesn't need to follow a physical mold either. So much of what I see old school marketers teaching on ideal client avatars follows the physical, male or female their age range, what job they perform, all of those are external descriptors. What if instead of saying your ICA is a newly divorced woman in her 30s with two elementary aged kids, you stopped relying on those outward appearances and relied instead on the internal motivators? Now you've got a best client, a woman who's relied on her husband for the last 10 years and is suddenly new on the job market, living on a much stricter budget and dealing with a whole new lifestyle, even though she chose it. Can you see how that best client would be an entirely different purchaser than a blindsided woman dealing with the grief of a failed marriage and trying to figure out how exactly to write her very upside down world? Very different clients, those two, even though they both could easily fit into that ICA description of a newly divorced woman in her 30s with two elementary aged kids, correct? So one of my secret to sought out students just went through this same best client exercise. She came to our Q&A session a couple of weeks ago trying to figure out how to market to three distinct clients because she has women in her 20s, middle-aged women, and seniors as clients. 
And those are very different age brackets. And she said, I've got to figure out how to segment everything I do. We talked it through and found a commonality of all three groups in mindset. And we realized the mindset with which they come to her service and product is what defines her best client. It isn't age at all. Muhammad Ali had a bad boxing technique and it worked anyway. Why? We'll get to that momentarily, but critics noted he didn't box like the winners of the day. So when he was matched with the reigning great of the time, Sonny Liston, the arena was only half full because everybody thought the match was so off balance and that Ali didn't have a chance. This is why so many of my answers to brand questions are, it depends. On the user end, I totally know it's very frustrating to hear this. I know it from experience. My ads girl, Jenny, says it to me all the time, and I can't stand it because I just want to know what to do next. And her response and caveat to everything is, it doesn't matter if you're breaking the rules. If it's working and making you money, keep doing it, even if it shouldn't make sense. So I know what that feels like on the user end, and I still employ the it depends answers all the time because realistically, you can do copywriting all wrong. But if it makes sense to your best client and converts into sales, it's okay to be wrong. You can break the rules and choose the wrong photos for your website or (gasps) gasp, have none at all. And that is, if you guessed it, it converts. But how do you know if something's going to convert without copious amounts of time and money on testing? The answer, know your niche. If there's nothing else you get from this episode, this right here is the clinker. That brings us back to Ollie again, using his brain more than his body. When talking about his opponent, Liston, he said, I read everything I could where he had been interviewed. I talked with people who had been around him or had talked with him. I would lay in bed and put all of the things together and think about them and try to get a picture of how his mind worked. If you're already thinking it sounds a little bit like market research on your best client, ding, ding, that is correct. Ali knew his opponent so intimately, he was able to strategize a way to box against that particular man. He won a fight nobody expected him to win, and he made history and he's a household name because of it. So if you want your business to stop feeling like a constant fight for relevance and a regular grind to gain more clients, you have to do the same thing. Know your best client and intimately strategize a way to communicate directly with them. Most people in your position get this wrong. They spend years in a niche spiral and everything feels hard as a result. And then there are the select few, those to whom you look at and think, why is it so easy for them? Why do they have overflowing practices? And why do they sell out their group programs so quickly? Armchair critics look at Alia's story and scoff at the experts that overlooked him. They would never ignore someone like Ali, they say. They would have recognized his emerging greatness. I see the same thing happening in the online biz world all the time. It's easy to look at those who have made it and think, they've got the magic sauce. But we don't see the months and years working on getting it right. We don't see the many, many potential clients they spoke with who never booked. We didn't observe them take those no pieces of data and form it into what it is today, a business that knows their best client incredibly well. What we see is them generating content that looks good, but otherwise unremarkable. We see them put out offers that have merit, but it's totally something you could do too, right? We see them floating like a butterfly through their business life, 
not realizing they are ready to sting like a bee and make an offer that's irresistible to their best client. When you hear me say make finger pointy content that speaks directly to your best client, that is what I mean. It might seem unremarkable to other people. It might seem like, yeah, that's a good offer and something that personally you could pass by, but to that person's best client, it stings. It drives right to the things that make them think, make them feel, and make them buy. We see them floating like a butterfly through their business life, not realizing they're ready to sting like a bee and make an offer that's irresistible to their best client. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, your hands can't hit what your eyes don't see. I'll suggest this. You see them floating and you might even see them singing, but you don't know how they did it because you didn't see the research involved before you started looking. You didn't see it because you're not privy to the inner workings of their business. You have to know your client to nail your niche. If you're ready for guidance on your best client and your niche, if you're hearing all of this and you're like, mm-hmm, I need to do this, I need to put the time in right here so I can make that content, make those offers that are so perfect for them they can't help but notice, I am putting on a workshop covering this exact topic this coming Friday. That's Friday, June 26th. If you are listening to this podcast episode after the workshop air date, I will have the recording available in my learning portal at the same link in the show notes. If you're hearing it, it's a few days away. If you're loving the idea, but you know you can't attend live, I will have Q&A and you can pre-submit questions so you can get your specific questions answered. This workshop is designed for the online service providers of the internet. We are all in this together. We are all putting our things out there. We are all creating offers we believe in so much that it's difficult to understand why they're not selling like gangbusters. And if that is something that you have experienced, this workshop is for you. It's going to help you skip over that and create things your best client can't help but notice and can't help but buy because it's so specifically made for them once you know your niche. All right, guys, see you next week. We have a guest, Amanda Daly, on the show. Talk to you then. Bye.